I don't know what your experience of harvest is. So as many of you know, I grew up on a dairy farm, so harvest for us was a very important part of the year where we would gather at the end of a very busy season and kind of reflect on all that had happened and be thankful that we were probably going to get through the winter. And for us that live in a city today, we probably don't have that tradition that marks our calendar, but my encouragement for all of us is that it's an act of worship today for us to review what God has done, to come with a thankful heart towards him, and through that discipline of gratitude to give thanks for all that God gives us. And we're going to explore that using Psalm 66 today. And I've entitled our service together, Come and See What the Lord Has Done. I put in my family group chat at the beginning of the week, I'm leading a harvest service, can anyone help me? Has anyone got any photos of what harvesting on our farm used to look like? And they did, and my family posted some in the group chat. I'm not going to show you any, because honestly, they're terrible. They're mostly a family standing around with our arms on our waist, looking at things, or just, we look terrible. So none that I could share today. If you want to see them at lunch, then come and ask me. But what it was, was all of us sort of standing around, thinking about how hard we had worked. But today, our service is not about anything we've done not about anything that we've grown, rather everything that God has done. And I just wanted to say that as we start. So I'm going to read our passage, and then what I've done today is broken it up in four ways that we can come and celebrate our God. So let's read it all together, and then go through our service together too. So shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all people. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, have tested us. You have refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through the fire and the water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you, vows that my lips have promised and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams, and I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. 
So what we're going to do first is that first instruction to come, together as God's people, and together today for harvest, we are going to come, sing, and shout, and say. So we're going to read the first first few verses of our psalm again, and then on your tables, you have lots of post-it notes. And I want you to simply write before we sing together, shouts, anything you want to say, anything that you can vocalize to exclaim God's goodness in this place together. So let me read those few verses, and then we're going to sing, shout, and say, shout for joy to God, all the earth, sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious, say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. So my first instruction for us this morning, church, is to shout, sing, discuss, write down any of God's awesome deeds, his great power, his signs and wonders. What are you thankful for this morning? And then we will sing together. Brilliant. We're going to think together now then through our second uh, phrase from the, the psalm. Come and see what the Lord has done. So I'm going to remind us of those verses that are going to come up on the screen. And then we've got an activity for us to do again on our tables. But let me read it. Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They pass through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise God, all people. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. And today as we celebrate harvest together... What we are here to do is to come and see, not what we've done, not the crops that we've grown, not the work that we've planted, rewarded, but here together today, we are to come and see what the Lord has done. It's his work that we get to be a part of, whether that's working the land or working for God in what we do. And I want us to see together what God has done in our midst So a way of doing that, like that psalm said, God watches out over his nations. So on our tables, there are some glasses for us to decorate. Now more tables have come in and more children have come in. So if we're feeling generous and we have spares, please make sure every child has one to decorate first. But some questions to talk about on our tables. Verse 16 said, come and hear what the Lord has done. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. So as we are decorating our glasses to see what God has done, here are the sort of questions that I want you to be talking about. What does your harvest look like? Maybe you are harvesting and you love gardening and you've grown lots of things. But I wonder, what is the best sight that you have seen in creation that makes you go, wow, come and see what God has done? Where can you see God at work at the moment? And like verse 16, 
come and share, come and hear, come and listen, share a recent testimony on your table of what God has done for you in your midst. As you color, if there's enough, or discuss, but come and see the God of the harvest, where is he at work in your life at the moment? So I wonder what your harvest looks like. I wonder where you can see God at work at the moment. If you can draw your conversations to a close. And what I'd love to see is people wearing their glasses and creations. And if children, if you've made them and you're really proud of them, some adults as well, come to the front so all can see. Come and show me your glasses, if that's okay. And wear them if you've created them. But come on down with them if you're ready. If you've not finished them, then that's okay. You can go back and have a look. But come and show me your glasses. And we're going to use them to pray. Come, come forward just so that everyone can see them if you can. That's it. So I can see a few people wearing them. Judith, thank you. That looks great. And Josh and Lucas. Oh, Shem. Beautiful glasses. The thing is, I can't quite see them at the back. Thank you, Angie. You're wearing yours. You're wearing yours. Jesus is alive and he is here. Keep creating them. Has Bo made some as well? Bo. Oh, oh, excellent. Thank you. So let's think together for a moment. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and hear those who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. And I hope that your discussion on your tables has been an opportunity to share what God has done for you, whether in the last week, whether in your lifetime. And together, as part of worship together today, we are coming to help each other see where God is at work. We're coming to help each other see and encourage one another that God is the God of the harvest and everything that we have in our lives is his. We're coming to see and celebrate this morning that every good thing, every food that we eat, every, every conversation we have, our houses that we live in, our jobs that we do are all because of Jesus, all because of everything that he gives us. So my encouragement this morning over lunch and today is share with one another, where is God at work? Come and see what he is doing in our midst. So, so far we have seen that we are to come and to sing, to shout and to say praises to our awesome God. And then we are to come and see and come and hear those who fear God let me tell you what he has done for me. We are to be a people that come and celebrate, come and see, come and remember God's faithfulness, God's goodness and all that he has given us and come and to testify to that with others. So I want to share 
what we see next. Let's keep reading again in our psalm as we come and think about how we are to come and offer. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. Yeah, I've just realized this isn't the right slide, so I apologize. We're going to read. You're knowing what's coming up in a moment. Come and cry out to him is where we're going to land. But let's come and offer first. This makes more sense. Let me read this. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips have promised and my mouth has spoke. When I was in trouble, I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams, and I will offer bulls and goats. What we see going on in the psalm here is the people of God bringing an offering before God. And I want us to think about for a moment how our worship today, how our practice when we gather to think about the harvest that God has given us, requires us to offer something back to God. So God's people in the Old Testament would gather God's people, the Israelites, and bring their first fruits of their offering. At harvest time, they would offer first the best of what they had and give back to God. And I was thinking today what the first fruits of your life might look like at the moment. What is the best of your time, the best of your resources, the best of your energy, the best of your finance, the best of your food. And how can we offer that back to God? And that's a practice for us, isn't it? When we today gather as God's people, thanking him for all that he gives us, we make a choice to give some stuff back to him as an offering. As Jesus laid down his life for us as an offering, we today think about what we can offer back to God. And one way we're going to do that is lots of us have offered food for lunch today as we gather later and celebrate and have a feast. Another way that we can do that is with our Gift of Hope project that's coming up in a few weeks' time. If you don't know about Gift of Hope and you're new to hope, then something we do at Christmas is called a, pro a project called Gift of Hope. So our local primary schools, schools from all across the city, share with us families in need that could uh, benefit from a gift. And it is a gift. It's a gift of luxury food, a Christmas pudding, a chocolate Yule log, uh, crisps, squash, and a tub of chocolate. And on Sunday, the 11th of December, as a church, we won't meet in the morning We'll cancel our service and we will go and deliver these boxes all across the city. And I love that morning because it's a picture of us, God's church, in action. Offering what we have as a blessing all across the city. So as I pray in a moment for all that we can offer God, my prayer is that the Spirit would be challenging us this morning about where and how we are giving God the first fruits of our lives. Excellent. So we have come, we have sung, we have shouted, we have said and declared all of God's awesome deeds. We have come and seen together 
all that God has done. We have come and we've heard testimonies of his goodness. We have come and we have offered. And finally, as we bring this to a close this morning, we are going to come and cry out to him for those in our world who don't have enough. For those in our world whose the harvest this year has been poor. For those who need God's justice, mercy, and kindness. So let's read those verses about how God hears our prayers. And then we're going to do one of two activities, depending on how you want to, on your table. So let me read this. Come and cry out to him. Come and hear all who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened, and he has heard my prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. And what I want us to see as we finish today is that God hears us. He listens to our prayers. And if we this morning come and cry out to him on behalf of those in our world who don't have the resources they need, we believe that he will hear us and will not withhold his love from us. So we're going to do one of two things on our table to help us think and bring together all our thoughts today. And if you want to play a game on your table, then you really, really can. And we're going to bring round a Polly Pocket. And this game will help, is an activity provided by the Baptist Missionary Society. And for Harvest this year, the Baptist Missionary Society that we support here at Hope are helping us think about one village called Gusell in particular and the needs of that community. And what you'll find in this Polly Pocket, if you choose to play the game, is two, uh, two bundles of money. Okay, You need to split your table in half, and one table needs to have one bundle of money, and the other table will have another bundle of money. Don't mix them up, because they're different amounts for a reason. Okay, And then you need to think through some of the costs that this village incurs. Okay, and if it's an essential and you need to buy it, then you need to give over the money and put it in the center of the table. Does that make sense? It's a little bit like Monopoly, but it's not gambling. I just want to make that really, really clear. <laughs> so think about this. One thing you can do on your table to think about a community supported by the Baptist Missionary Society, or instead on your table, if you want to pray together for communities like the one that we are thinking through, then I encourage you to pray on your table for the world that we live in, for the communities that have had a poor harvest this year, for our climate, for our world, for the Ghana project that we support, for Baptist Missionary Society, for Gifts of Hope. So feel free to pray wide, wide and for the world, or play this game and then we'll draw our thoughts together, okay? But for those watching at home this morning, we're going to play a video in the background without any sound in the room if you're praying or playing the game. And this is the video of the community that this game describes and the work that the Baptist Missionary Society are doing to support there. All right? 
So we're going to bring some things around. Let's think about our world. Let's pray together or play this game together as we come and cry out to him for those who this year do not have what they need. So we'll bring some around. So make a decision on your table as to what you want to do, and then we'll come around and resource you in any way you can. I really want to take veterinary training so that all my goats and buffalo will be healthy. We don't have proper knowledge on how to raise goats, and last year, 10 of my goats had diarrhea and died. My children are young now. One is six, and one is four years old. In the future, I want them to be educated, to have a good profession, and to be able to stand on their own feet. I believe it will be good for my granddaughters if they study well. My sons dropped out of school when they were around 13 years old. As for my grandchildren, if they're able to study well, their future will be better. I would love to see women speak up when needed in the community. I would also love to see sources of water managed well, as a big problem in the community is drinking water. Well, the immediate thing I would love to see happen is a more child-friendly environment in our school, and to have early childhood development explain, training for our teachers. Some of you look confused about Children the game. who are so three years old are sent to this school, and there is no proper middle, educational material for them to learn. And the furniture is lacking, so the early the childhood development got. is hampered. So we need two teams with a separate money for all the cars in the middle. In Brazil, there are more than it, 400 households, and these households are divided into three hills, and and these hills are located in such a way that they have a scarcity of water. Um, they don't have a proper sanitation facilities. The the helpers are very far away, so they are marginalized in different way. So as a whole, it's a very isolated community. I want my children to have a good future, to be educated, to be able to eat good food, be able to live in a good land and to be happy. The people of Brazil are amazing. They are created and loved by God. They have the dreams to make life better for the whole village. With the help of BMS World Mission, we have spent time with this community and know their struggle, their hopes, their dreams, and their plans. Now with your help, we want to work with this community to make their dreams reality. We have done in other communities and we can do it again. We have planned to improve health, education, livelihood, and social justice in this community. We believe Jesus wants us to be his hands and feet in this village, helping to bring abundant life. And we need you to make it happen.
My dream for our community is that every household has good access to water, that every household engaged in animal husbandry has improved cattle sheds. And as for the children here, that they get good quality education from the community school. This is my dream for my community. Together we can empower the people of Gusel to achieve their dreams. Together we can transform this village. Will you help us? Well, let's, let's draw uh, a prayers or our game to a, as much of a close as you can. Because I'm really intrigued to hear from those that have played the game what their experience was. What happened? Did one team have an advantage? And what were the challenges of the game? So raise your hand and wave at me. If you managed to play the game, you kind of understood eventually what I was asking you to do. Brilliant. So just some feedback. Mark, will you do the honors again? From our tables, of if you managed to play the game, what were your observations? What were the challenges? And um, any feedback, really, so that I can share that with the wider group. We saw what a, a vast difference there was in the two teams. Um, one team spent all their money very quickly, the other had some left over. And when we had a lot of money left over, we, we wondered why we couldn't perhaps give some of that to the other team. And then we thought that really this highlights for us equalities in every society, including our own. Including our own. We don't actually most of us don't actually have to make these sort of decisions, but some people do. Thank you so much, Jean. So we're just sharing there about the inequality between the two teams and how generously they shared some of their money. Gone, Ryan, what did you find? The game was too hard. <laughs> Thank you for your feedback. Anyone else? <laughs> what did we see? What did we find? <laughs> okay. We had two teams, didn't we? Or you should have had two teams. One that had a thousand pounds, one that had a hundred pounds. We attempted to steal money from James Burkett, but... There we go, so we had stealing and corruption, and that happens in our world, let's be honest. We had some generosity, we had corruption, I'll say no more. We have, though, a thousand pounds or a hundred pounds. And what I loved, not to speak for you, but your table at the back, I'm oh, going go for it, yeah. So uh, basically, we obviously, um, we had two teams. Uh, John's team had the, the thousand, we had the hundred. And uh, he's, he's, he's decided to leave his, buying a new Jag to next year. And he, he, they've used, because they've had the thousand, they, they bought, pay for everything, which is very generous. But we did wonder, would we all be so generous if it was our money? Our actual money, <laughs> and not a game. Yeah, yeah thank you. That's really helpful. But, you know, it's about giving 
you know, our ability, our ability, our, it's what we can afford to give, you know, but sometimes we give out of our abundance, you know, yes. but it's like the widow's might, isn't it? You know, we're going to, are we going to sacrificially, are we going to give sacrificially? You know, is it going to cost us, you know, something maybe that we, we would have wanted for ourselves, you know? So um, it's, it's really challenging. Yeah, thank you. And I was going to say, I was explaining to um, Mark, thank you. I was explaining to Andy and Wendy's table at the back about how the game worked. And a question arose from the table that said, how do you know what to spend your money on and what emergency might come up? And you don't. For this community that we are praying for, that this is their experience, how do you know if the goat's going to get sick and then you need to spend your money on that? How do you know if a famine is coming? How do you know if a drought is coming? How do you know if you're going to need healthcare? There's such inequality in our world. And although this is a game, I hope it's helped us think through some of the injustice that we experience. One more comment, and then let's pray together. Well, we found, um, where we, one out, of, one out of the thousand, we had the uh, hundred. Yep. So we found that with ones with a hundred, it was literally the bare essentials to survive, really. Yeah. The food, um, water, another bucket, stuff like that, where the other ones could really buy everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, thank you. So let's pray, shall we, just for a moment, about the injustice in our world, about those who have much and those who have little, for the corruption in our world, for the challenges that our world is facing, drought, famine, and what God might be asking us to do in our abundance as an offering in return. Let's pray together. Father God, today in our service, we have come to sing and shout and say how awesome are your deeds. We have come to see together how you are at work. We have come, although it might be small, to bring an offering. And Lord, we end by coming to cry out to you for the injustice in our world. For those who have much and for those who have little. For those whose community experiences this very game to us. How shall we spend our money? How shall we respond to drought, to famine, to ill health? Lord Jesus, we declare today that this is not a game to us, that you are the God of justice who, who cares for his people. Help us in our abundance, we pray, God of the harvest, to share what we have. Lord, help us to use what you give us to be a blessing. Help us to cry out in prayer, knowing that you hear us, knowing that you do not withhold your love from us. Father, we give thanks today for your goodness. Use us as your church to be a people that brings justice, that acts humbly and walks with you. So Lord, as we end our conversation and our worship here right now, for those of us who can stay for lunch and those of us who can't, we bring our offering of food and pray your blessing upon it. In our conversation, would they be full of grace towards one another? 
in the food that you have given us. Help us to feast on it, to enjoy it. Challenge us this week, we pray. Lord, we recognize that the worship may be over, but the service just begins. Help us to share what we have with the people around us. Not just in this city, but in the world that we live in. Help us to be people of justice and people of generosity, we pray, who share testimonies of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.